Coming up next on the Podwheels Network, you'll hear The Highway to Hope, the official podcast of the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund. In this edition of Highway to Hope, we're featuring an interview with professional drivers Chris and Shantae Drew, a husband and wife team who enlisted the help of SCF after Chris came down with COVID-19 while on the road. Here's a preview of their compelling story. That was the help that we asked for was, could you help us with our rent for the month of May? They came forward, you know, they helped us out and they got it done. I was floored with the messages I got from everybody, whether it be to my private message or a direct message on Twitter showing support to us. There were thousands of comments on the PBS page underneath our video that they showed. So many of those comments were like, I want to know about the foundation. I want to give, I want to do this, I want to do that. So glad that you mentioned it because we had no idea drivers face this every day. Welcome back to the Highway to Hope, the official podcast of the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund. Thanks for connecting with us again here on the Podwheels Network. The SCF Highway to Hope podcast is dedicated to placing a spotlight on the important work being done every week of the year by the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund. As you heard in our preview, our feature interview shares the story of two professional drivers who have dealt directly with the harrowing experience of coming down with COVID-19 while they were on the road. Chris and Shantae Drew are more than a driving team. They are husband and wife owner-operators who have helped us shine a bright light on the challenges professional drivers are now facing as they keep the nation's shelves stocked during a global pandemic. Shortly before Chris fell victim to COVID-19, he and Shantae had made a connection with producers at the PBS NewsHour. The PBS team wanted to learn more about the essential role professional drivers are playing as frontline workers during the COVID-19 pandemic. As you'll hear in our interview with the Drews, Chris and Shantae agreed to continue talking with PBS producers during their battle with COVID-19. The result was a powerful segment on the May 20th edition of the PBS NewsHour with Judy Woodruff. During their interview time with PBS, Chris and Shantae noted the important role that the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund had played during the illness and recovery. The SCF Highway to Hope podcast caught up with Chris and Shantae shortly after the PBS story had been broadcast and they had returned to the road. Here on the podcast, Chris and Shantae will be talking with SCF Director of Philanthropy and Development, Shannon Courier, who serves as your host for the Highway to Hope. Shannon is joined on this podcast by Greg Thompson, the executive producer of the Pondwheels Network. In addition to our featured interview with the Drews, Shannon and Greg will also be talking with two of the new sponsors from companies now supporting SCF. You'll hear from executives with Omnitrax and Yokohama Tire discuss what inspired their respective companies to become sponsors of SCF. Those interviews will be coming up later in the podcast. Right now, we want to share an example of how the corporate sponsorships and the donations to SCF continue to make a difference in the lives of professional drivers and their families, especially now as they address the additional challenge of operating while faced with COVID-19. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the SCF Highway to Hope podcast. Greg Thompson from the Podwheels Network, alongside Shannon Courier from the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund. Shannon, it's great to be back with you. We're talking about COVID-19. We're talking about many of the things that you guys are doing to adjust your program to deal with COVID-19. And today, we're going to get a chance to meet two folks with COVID-19 who are beneficiaries of the SCF program in action. Great to have you back on the podcast and talk about this stuff today. I'm so excited to be back with you and to be talking with our listeners again and sharing information. We have an awesome interview with Chris and Shantae Drew, who are beneficiaries, and they have been willing to come on and share some details about their story and living through COVID-19. And Shannon, as you know, the SCF Highway to Hope podcast 
was the second place where they did an interview about their experience with COVID-19. Some of our listeners may have seen the PBS NewsHour piece with them, particularly because it was shared out on social media by SCF, having Chris and Shante on the PBS NewsHour with Judy Woodruff. That was a pretty amazing thing. It absolutely was. We don't a lot of times get a lot of national exposure like that. PBS recognizing St. Christopher Fund was huge for us. It also brought a lot of recognition to people that didn't know who we are because they're not in the trucking industry. So it really opened up our awareness to a group of people that didn't know we were here. And so many people because of Chris and Shante's story and because PBS was willing to share our information and our piece in their story, we have received a lot of donations and a lot of great testimonies and support. We're thankful for that exposure and we're thankful for the additional support. And Shannon, as we go to our interview with Chris and Shante, we'll hear their story about COVID-19 and we'll hear about how they've gotten back on the road with their truck, as well as on the road to recovery. We'd like to welcome Chris and Shante Drew to the SCF Highway to Hope podcast today. Chris and Shante, it's so great to have you all on. Thank you for taking time to come on and talk with us. Tell us a little bit about yourselves, how you met and your driving career. Give us a little bit of a history on you all. So we met through an online dating app. We were living in Scenic at the time, and that was 2014. We've been driving since 2015. I was in marketing And Chris was in nursing prior to our truck driving careers. I had gotten laid off from one of my marketing jobs and I came home to him playing on the computer. He said that, how do I feel about truck driving? I'll kind of let you tell the story, honey, because you tell it much better. I'd been in nursing for 20 years and the stress of the job was starting to get to me after a while to where I was having to take a lot of medication just to get through a night's sleep. You know, I had ulcers really bad and all that stuff. I was getting nerve damage in my feet and I was having to get injections in my feet. I'm like, you know, I just can't keep doing this. I was at home one day and just happy to be playing around on Craigslist small places looking at job listings and I saw truck driving. And I'm like, my grandfather was a truck driver. When I was a kid, I spent all my summers riding in a truck with them, going from Kansas City to California and Kansas City to Florida. And I spent probably six different summers out on the road with them. So I'm like, you know, I remember that was pretty cool. I remember he made pretty good money. And I remember that it was pretty laid back and stress-free. And I'm like, I wonder if we could do that. And so when she came home, I was like, you know, I was looking at this truck driving thing and we could both quit what we're doing and work together and still make good money and be together. She was kind of worried about it at first, but I think eventually it finally started to dawn on her that it was a lot better than being in an office and dealing with that kind of environment. Let me ask you, because there's truck driving when you're kind of looking at the surface and reviewing it, it looks pretty good. Then there's team driving, which you guys are doing. And then there's teaming as a husband and wife. And you talk about a chance to be together and be close. Tell us about the adjustment to going into the industry and driving as a team and driving as husband and wife. One thing is, is we don't truly drive as a true team. We do more of what's called a super solo. I'll do eight hours, still do eight hours, and we'll sleep for eight hours. We get eight hours of uninterrupted sleep, the truck's not moving. We used to do team truck driving when we very first started, and that was really hard on us. After we got about a year and a half of experience, we decided it's so hard to sleep on the road. Really, yeah, you're in the same truck together, but you never see each other. Literally, you only see each other for those few passing hours that maybe you might be up. He would take the night shift. I would take the day shift. We'd be like, hey, honey. Hey, honey. How are you? And we'd see each other maybe two or three hours a day, and that was it. And that truck never stopped. 
we jump up out of the bed and go, oh, it must be time to go to the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's the time you saw each other. It's like, all right, we're going to the bathroom. Make sure you have your phone so we know when you're back in the truck. And what you're describing, and I've been around this industry for over 20 years now, is pretty much typical of the traditional team. You're going, going, going all the time. And if you're a husband and wife, that becomes a little stressful. Just as you said, you don't really see each other. It's kind of a tag team thing. You're on, person's taking their 10, and the truck is constantly in motion. How were you able to transition into the operation that you have now? As you said, you are kind of a sleeper solo team. The company that we work for, they don't have traditional team freight, but they do allow us to pick out team loads. So there are times when we do have to run while he's sleeping and I'm driving and vice versa. Like right now, we went to Oregon, so we only had two days to get there. So we really hyped it up a little bit more than what we usually do. We maybe got five to six hours of sleep where the truck wasn't moving. The only times we really hit it really, truly hard is when we're always on our way back to Kansas City. And we do that mostly because the earlier we can get home, the more home time we can take. Because generally, whenever we make it through Kansas City, we'll take two days off, period. We'll hit it hard to get back, but we take our time going out. As far as being able to transition-wise, we decided to not go company with anybody because they would probably push us to run harder than we'd want to. We did a lot of research. We've driven for probably, what would you say, dear, like five companies, I think, at this point in Four yeah, years we've been yeah. doing it. Five years we've been doing yeah. it. We went through a lot of companies when we first started, just trying to find The first year out. we went through quite a few, yeah. And we just figured that doing a lease op program that we do worked out best because we take off when we want to, we get to be home when we want to, and because we're leasing, we got a brand new truck. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. Yes, a little bit more headache when tax season comes around. It's kind of worth it in the long run. So you guys have become owner-operators. Who's your current carrier? We run for a company called Barlow Truck Lines out of Fawcett, Missouri. They've been pretty good to us. When we got sick with COVID, they actually suspended our truck payment for the whole month of April, which was really, really nice. So when we came back on the road, we weren't in the hole. Chris, you mentioned that you had been a nurse for 20 years. You probably got an interesting perspective being on a truck driver side of coronavirus and also having experience on the nursing side, not specifically with coronavirus, but knowing what they're going through. What did you think first hearing about this coronavirus thing? How did you think it would affect you all? I'm one of those non-compliant nurse types that I rarely, if ever, take medicine for anything. So I'm one of those kind of stubborn types. Dante was on the ball on this. She's really a, a big Twitter user. And she had been reading about this stuff and knowing about it since all the way back in like October almost. She's freaking out about it. Back in October, November, she's like, oh my God, there's this bad thing going on and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, we didn't know at the time. And I'm like, oh, it's just the flu. It's no big deal. You know, I worked in the hospital for 20 years. If none of those bugs have ever killed me, this thing ain't going to do it either. And just being like that. And then, of course, karma came and hit me over the head. And I discovered the hard way that it wasn't the flu. This was way different of an animal. And after having done some research on it, with what I know from medicine, I just realized that this was truly a scary animal with its abilities and what it can do. We're hyper about it when we caught it because we were trying to be good about washing our hands and everything. But we were in Phoenix for, I want to say, five days in Phoenix proper at the Flying J there in Phoenix, waiting to unload. And then we spent two days in Nogala waiting for our reload. Being in that one area and being exposed like that, one thing if you're just driving and going for like 10 minutes and you run back to the truck, you're okay. But 
a longer thing somewhere, I think heightens your risk because now you're going in and out a lot more. You're in the same place more and, and all that. At the Nogales border, they only have portable restrooms and they don't have anywhere to wash your hands. We had no hand sanitizer, so we were trying to keep up with washing your hands inside the truck. So no telling when and where that could happen. It knocked me out within about two days, three days of the symptoms coming on. I started feeling achy in Nogales, and in the two-day drive from going from Nogales to Long Island, I was throwing about 102, 103 fever. Couldn't stay awake to save my life. I mean, it was just brutal. On top of that, it was horrible because it took them almost a week to get us back because right now with the freight rates being so horrible, they couldn't get us a load out of New England. All the loads up there were trying to only pay $850 for 900 miles. I mean, that's like 80-something cents a mile. And as an owner-operator, you can't live on that. If you're not doing at least a buck 40 or a buck 50 a mile, you're not making any money. So we were stuck up there for almost a week trying to get out. So Shantae, I want to ask you, your husband, Chris, your driving partner, your business partner is in the throes of COVID-19. You're away from home, out on the road, you're trying to get back. So tell us kind of what's going through your mind and how did you deal with the situation? Because I'm sure that you're probably very concerned about him. You had a lot of things going through your mind. Take us through that if you can. I think the biggest issue at first is when we lived in Phoenix, Chris would get a lot of really bad sinus infections because of the climate there. They bring in a lot of trees from outside places and he would get sinus infections every year. So at first he kept telling me, oh, it's just a sinus infection. It's just a sinus infection. And I'm sitting there looking at him like, honey, this is not a sinus infection. You are hot and cold flashing, things like that. And I hadn't quite started to feel sick yet. I don't know how, but I hadn't started to feel sick yet. It just kept worrying me and he kept saying, but the crazy thing was, is it would come and go. That's the weirdest thing about this virus is one minute when you're first getting it, you feel great. And then a couple of minutes later, you're down. I just did the best I can to try to stay calm. He was a trooper. He did the best he could. We were still taking our driving trips and stuff. Finally, we got a load. I think it was to, was it Delaware? Well, we got a load to Delaware to get get us out of Massachusetts, Connecticut. And then that got us up to New York. And then we got milk load out of Ohio to get us back to at least Oklahoma, Texas. I started thinking we need to think about getting a COVID-19 test. The Landline Magazine had posted a resource online for drivers to use to find different places to get tested. There wasn't a place within 400 miles of where we were at to get tested. So I knew right then and there, test or not, he's probably got it. Let's just do what we can to get home, minimize his exposure, our exposure. Finally, when we were in Texas, we found a couple of masks. So all that time, we literally didn't have any masks, but we tried not to get out of the truck as much as possible, try to stay away from people. It seemed like it took forever to get home. We've never experienced anything like that because Chris mentioned the freight rates just took a dump. And luckily, our company looks out for us, tries to make sure that they only take freight for a certain price. I was really worried. I didn't know if we were going to be in the middle of who knows where Texas and I'd have to take them into the hospital. You hear all these stories about how people are separated from their husband or their wife and they go to the hospital and they never come home. That was really nerve wracking for me. I think I started finally feeling the effect when we got home to Kansas City and he had gotten tested and I opted at first not to get tested because I figured if he has it, I'm going to have it. He got tested, his came back positive. I got tested a couple of days later and I tested negative. They told me it was because the way the lady did the swab, she didn't swab in there very good. And they also mentioned from the health department that they've been getting a lot of false negatives. They told me to assume I have it since I have same symptoms and stuff with so the fever, the chills. I take medication. I have fibromyalgia, so that subsides a lot of my fatigue and things like that. So I don't really know when I'm having fatigue, but 
my temperature spiked a couple of times to at least 101. Unfortunately, some of that was cut out from PBS. A lot of people were like, oh, you didn't have it that bad. I'm like, yeah, you weren't at our house for the 27 days that we were sick. <laughs> we literally didn't get out of bed for almost two weeks straight. We didn't eat. We didn't get out of bed. We both lost a ton of weight because we didn't eat. It was really brutal. Shantae, Greg and I talked about this in the opening. We wanted to hear the inside story of how you guys ended up on the PBS NewsHour with Judy Woodruff. Chris mentioned I'm a big Twitter user, and I've been very vocal about a lot of things that are going on, especially as we've had it. There was an article in the Washington Post that I commented on. It was about essential workers and everyone saying thank you, how people were striking for hazard pay and things like that. And I just said, imagine being a truck driver stuck out there and not having a mask, not having hand sanitizer, yet you're delivering these goods and services, but yet you are not able to find them to buy yourself. It was something like over two or 300 likes on it, and I had at least 60, 70 comments on it people saying thank you for all that you do. It was kind of surprising because this is before everyone really started thanking truck drivers. One of the ladies from Respect Spectacular, it's the segment that's on PBS, contacted me and she said, we'd love to do a feature story on you guys. We're doing it on essential workers. This is before we had really come down with COVID. So the initial plan was to just do one interview with us and talk to us about how it is being out there on the road during COVID-19. Truck drivers are on the front lines of the pandemic facing lower pay these days and higher risks as they deliver much needed food and supplies. Tonight's Brief But Spectacular features Kansas City-based husband and wife truckers Shantae and Ron Drew. After Ron began experiencing symptoms of COVID-19 last month, producer Steve Goldblum conducted a series of interviews with the couple over the course of several weeks. We talked to them one time, and that's what you see in the beginning of the video. And then within three days, all went downhill, and they asked if they could keep filming us during the whole thing. And I said, yes, I would love that, because that's one of my biggest beasts right now with the trucking industry is so many of them are not taking this seriously, and they think that it's not going to happen to them. So I figured if we continue to put ourselves out there, that it did happen to us, and it can happen to anybody, not a partisan issue. It doesn't matter who you are. It may happen to you or somebody that you love. It's a hope that they would see that we're one of them. That we're not a talking head. We're just like they are. We're out here suffering just like they are. And that hopefully they would take it seriously. We're not doctors. We're not scientists. We're not just talking over them. From that, we got so many great compliments and just complete strangers not in the industry reaching out to us. I got 30 friend requests and it was just crazy. (laughs) (laughs) During the course of the conversation with PBS, you mentioned SCF. Want to bring SCF into the conversation. How did you guys find out about SCF? Shantae, why don't we start there? How you guys found it? Just kind of go from there. I have a really good friend that's in truck driving. Her name is Ashley. Hi, Ashley. I'm sure she'll be listening to this. We've been posting videos of our own on Facebook about how much we were starting to struggle because we had no idea that we'd be off 27 days. We're those type of people that are always at the truck stop helping people. Anytime that anyone needs a shower or needs a meal, we're the first ones to say, hey, here, take this. We've never really asked for anything in return. So when she mentioned St. Christopher's Fund, I was really hesitant to contact them at first because I thought somebody else would probably need them more. We hadn't gotten our stimulus checks yet because that's what we were going to use to pay for our rent. We kept waiting and waiting and everyone I knew was starting to get theirs and we never got ours. And we're like, what in the world's going on? I went ahead and reached out. We went through the application process. 
was super easy. We talked to a few people. We are extremely grateful. It was beyond a huge help for us. That's all I can say. It was very timely yeah. too. And one of the things that made it even more dire was is what this whole situation is, is everybody's flying by the seat of their pants with how they're reacting to this. Kansas City, the mayor was saying that he was going to do an order that you couldn't be evicted from where he lived. But yet we couldn't get a concise answer from our landlord if they were going to acknowledge it or anything or not. Should we take the chance on not paying it on time and not paying it and just getting by and hope that the ruling by the mayor would cover it? Or should we just play it safe and just do it anyway, pay it and get it out of the way because nobody knew what the correct answer was? thing about this is the misinformation from everybody. Nobody's been on the same page with this whole event. Nobody's been on the same page. And Shannon, I know that one of the things that SCF wanted to do was make sure that people knew that as these COVID cases begin to come in within the industry, that SCF is a resource for you guys. Nobody can see this coming, of course. We operate 100% on donations, and so we're always asking for support from individuals and from companies. When this hit, we were kind of like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Because we know there's going to be an impact in the industry. We know there are going to be drivers that get coronavirus and they're going to have to come off the road. We process a lot of applications just on any given day in any given month. We kind of wondered how we're going to weather this storm to make sure we can meet the need that we knew was going to come. And so I had to be really proactive in getting out there and asking current donors for additional funds, reaching out to new people. Really, the industry as a whole just stepped up because I think companies started seeing it. People that provide product that drivers use every day started seeing the impact it was going to have on these drivers. And everybody started saying, okay, how do we help? Where do we donate to make sure these drivers have the support that they need when they're hit with this? We started having people reach out to us as well. We tried to be really proactive on the front end of it. So we were prepared for the applications that we anticipated and still anticipate to come in. Thankfully, we've had great support and we were able to be there for people like Chris and Shantae when they were faced with this. And it's just been a blessing. And we always wish we could do more. It's never enough. We do the best with what we have as far as donations go. And I have to be honest with you all, and I think we've told you all this, Chris and Shantae, that just you all being willing to mention that we were able to help has been a huge awareness thing for us because there are so many people, when you have somebody like PBS that's willing to talk about your nonprofit and what you do, there are people outside the industry that take notice. You all being willing to share about getting the assistance and PBS willing to share it as well has really helped people sit back and say, wait a minute, I hadn't thought about this before. I can make a donation to support drivers. And so we've really seen a large influx of donations just in the last seven days since your news story came out. We're very appreciative of that and thankful for everybody that did take the time to make a donation when they heard that story. When you sent the email to Shantae showing some of the excerpts of some of the comments and the donation amounts, she broke down and cried. I mean, she still cries whenever she thinks about it. Because right now, with the amount of poison that gets spewed out and turning everybody against each other, just to see that kind of just coming together for something was really like there's hope in the world. There might be a silver lining after all. And it was such an uplifting thing, just reading all those posts that you sent us with how much money they were given. It was like, wow, it was just completely broke us up. You're listening to the SCF Highway to Hope podcast on the Pod Wheels Network. Thanks for making us a part of your day. If you would like to learn more about SCF or make a donation to help with the mission of SCF, please visit them on the web at truckersfund.org. 
That website again is truckersfund.org. Now let's return to this edition of the SCF Highway to Hope podcast. Chris and Shante, can you talk a little bit about the money that was provided, how it was able to help you, and then talk a little bit about the impact of feeling that you have paid it forward, seeing this momentum build? Our biggest bill, as far as a home bill, is our rent. It's always the biggest part of it. The fact that with the rent, we weren't able to get a concise answer for if it was going to be cool if we were late or not cool. That was the help that we asked for was, could you help us with our rent for the month of May? They came forward, you know, they helped us out and they got it done. Shantae, what are your thoughts about paying it forward and the reaction to the story on PBS? I think it's incredible. I knew that they were going to include it in the piece because they let us know that. They said that they wanted to work with other nonprofits on different things. I was really excited about that. I was floored with the messages I got from everybody, whether it be to my private message or a direct message on Twitter showing support to us. There were thousands of comments on the PBS page underneath our video that they showed. So many of those comments were like, I want to know about the foundation. I want to give. I want to do this. I want to do that. So glad that you mentioned it because we had no idea drivers face this every day. A lot of people don't realize that a lot of drivers don't have health insurance. For us, we don't have health insurance. When Chris went to visit the hospital, luckily some of the things for COVID were covered under Medicaid. It was a huge impact. I've always loved giving back. So I've worked with a couple of nonprofits in the past. It really made a huge impact on me. It made me feel credible because they were there for us when we really needed it. So why not give back to somebody else? Why be that person to take the money and never return the favor? As other COVID cases start coming in, and no matter if it's COVID or not, I know that they'll be there for drivers. That's huge. My point in doing this whole thing and putting ourselves out there open to criticism and to positive results was to help other truck drivers that are in the industry, just like us. Shannon, when you hear Chris and Shantae, you see the impact that SCF did everything it could to be prepared to help in this situation and to see that help come to life and to see them not only get through it, but to get back on the road. Tell us what that is for you. Well, that's our whole goal. We want to be here. We know that we are short-term assistance. We know we can't cover every expense that drivers have when they have to come off the road because of injury or illness. We want to cover the major necessity expenses. We're kind of a safety net for drivers. We want to be sure that they don't lose their homes because of something short-term. They don't lose their truck, which is their livelihood. We want to make sure that hopefully they're whole still by the time they get back on the road. And that's the goal. We're thankful to do what we can do. And like I said, we always wish that we could do more, but we're thankful to be here doing what we're able to do. And we hope to be able to continue to grow. We've been doing this for 12 years and we've grown a lot in what we do, how we offer it, how much we can offer based on donations. And so we hope that continues to grow as we continue to grow throughout the years. Drivers should know we're out here. They don't know that we're here. There's still so many drivers have no idea that there's assistance out there for them when they need it for injury or illness situations. I think Chris and Shantae have helped a lot with the awareness of that among drivers, but they've also helped just educate the general population about what drivers face every day, which is something that we also try to do. The lifestyle they live, they don't have access to the conveniences that we all have. It's a whole different life. They need a lot of additional support. You hate anybody get sick. You hate the pandemic as a whole and devastation that it has taken on our country and other countries. The only thing that we know to do is to try to draw out some positive 
positive from such a negative situation. We're happy to see the increase of respect for drivers and what they do and just the increase in recognition. People really thinking about where everything they have comes from. We're just trying to spotlight those things. So we're happy that we were here. So sorry you all had to go through what you went through with COVID, but it could have been way worse, obviously. And we're happy that it didn't get to that point and that you're now back on the road doing what you love. We did a live Q&A follow-up. I've got a moment of one-on-one with them and I dropped her all's name again and reiterated our story so that it got a double play. So I'm hoping that that helps as well. We sure appreciate that, Chris. That awareness and donations, those are the two things that we need. We greatly appreciate that. On the top of what we've already sent you, we've had more donations coming over the weekend, more comments coming over the weekend. Just know that you've made an impact on us and you've made an impact on people outside of this industry by being willing to share what you've gone through and what it was like. Shantae, just think it all started with one little blog post. Yeah, just one little tweet. I always hesitate about getting too political, I guess, in the public. Sometimes you've got to allow yourself to be heard, but in a more eloquent way instead of just doing out whatever. (laughs) You know? Being thoughtful with your words. (laughs) We're talking here the last week of May. How are you guys feeling? How are you guys looking at life now? I'm still kind of scared and kind of worried. There's really been no consensus on if you can catch this again. I'm ultra paranoid everywhere we go into. Like, I'm masking up. I'm doing it all. And there's still that fear that it can happen again. Because you know, we're out here. We're still doing the job. We're still being exposed to different parts of the country. We're still not technically 100% healthy. I still have problems with my knees. I have problems with shortness of breath. I still feel like somebody's got their knee across my chest, pushing down on me sometimes. I get migraines when the sun is out. Starting to get my sense of taste back, but I still can't smell. It's two months of not being able to smell anything. It's kind of scary. I'm wondering if it's ever going to come back. Chris, you know from your medical background and now having gone through COVID-19 yourself, something like this takes a long time to recover from. Can you talk to us a little more about that? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things I keep trying to explain to the people that are like, 98% of you get better. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not going to get 100% better. You may have lasting problems after this. Yeah, you survived it, but you're never going to be the same. This is your guys' opportunity to share with our audience. If there were a couple of things that you could share with them about the importance of taking all the steps to avoid it and not encountering it and not having to go through your experience, what would you tell folks? I would tell them that masks are cool, (laughs) as dorky as that sounds. Please wear a mask. It's so easily spread from person to person. Take it seriously, especially going into a lot of these shippers and receivers. They're starting to test more people. They're starting to take temperatures when they come in. Temperature with asymptomatic symptoms don't always have that guarantee. Another thing would be start having a little bit of compassion for each other. It's very serious. I still have a lot of problems with fatigue. My DOT exams expired while we were out sick with COVID. The week that we went back, I had to go get it done before I could go back on the road. I wasn't able to go back on the road for a week after Chris went out because I failed my DOT physical. When I went to go do my drug test and urine test, the doctor said that there was a lot of protein and a lot of sugar in my urine. So she thought that I was diabetic and I've never had a problem before. I went the next week and everything was fine. 
So my doctor during that week had me go do blood work. Everything was fine. My cholesterol was higher. My blood sugar was a little bit elevated, but it wasn't anything to where I shouldn't have passed my physical. This has lasting health effects, not just physical as ones that you see, but it also has other symptoms as well that they're finding out. Think about that. That could be your livelihood. If you do get sick, you may never be able to drive again. And that's not trying to scare somebody. I was afraid of that I would have to be off the truck for three months and never be able to go back out again because I couldn't pass my DOT physical. There's things like that. And that's exactly what I hope that they would know. My two cents on this for other drivers is just care about the other people on the road with you. We're all doing the same job. We're all out here dealing with the same problems. Bend a little bit. And everybody's talking about their freedoms being impinged upon because they have to wear a mask. And I'm like, it's not a freedom, okay? It's called, this is a rare event. Nobody can prepare for something like a virus like this. This isn't somebody out to get you because they're telling you to have to wear the mask. It's scary. You kill a lot of people. I mean, look at other past pandemics. You look at the Spanish flu. It killed you know, 5 million people. Take it seriously and just bend Bend just a little bit. I mean, it's not going to kill you to wear the mask for five minutes to walk into a shipper. It's not going to kill you to wear the mask to walk into a truck stop. Just bend a little bit. Be flexible. Was it hard for you to watch the PBS piece because people can see that you're very, very sick in this thing? And when you think about that, was it tough to watch that? The other question I have is, what has been the hardest part of having COVID-19? I knew I was sick, but I didn't really see it until I actually saw. Coming from that first part to day three was just so scary for me to go, wow, I was really that bad. It was just really crazy. I mean, it's something I've never thought I'd ever experience. Shantae, in the end of that piece, Judy Woodruff talked about how much PBS loves truck drivers and been a spotlight shined on that there. What did that mean to you? It was huge for me. I've always admired her, not just as a journalist, but the way she carries herself on Twitter. So I kind of got goosebumps. I felt like a fangirl when she said that. We had also gotten a text, too, from the people behind the scenes at PBS and told me that she had tweeted it out. And she gave a direct thank you to me and Chris right on her Twitter account. I was squealing like a little girl because, <laughs> I mean, that to me is like <laughs> the biggest. And even they said she doesn't usually do that when it said this is the reason why we love truck drivers for people like Ron and Shantae. So that was, again, I'm usually not a stat, but when it came to that, once again, I was choked up. So <laughs> I've been choked up a lot this uh <laughs> the last couple of weeks but yeah it was a huge impact on me it's not every day you get your name mentioned by one of your the, the female version of walter cronkite you know what i mean it's just <laughs> one of those pillars of journalism you're like wow it's actually one of the good ones <laughs> i know and she said my name correctly because i get a lot of issues with my name so that was even bigger <laughs> that's a mark of a good broadcaster I always ask for pronunciation first exactly we sure have enjoyed talking with you both and thank you for taking the time to share your story again and a little more details with us. We have a little longer in our podcast so we can dig a little bit deeper and we appreciate you all taking the time. We know you're on the road and think you might be stopped for lunch and we're interrupting that. Thank you for the time. Thank you guys. You helped us out greatly. I mean, that came at a really common need. The most important thing to us is just getting that story out there and letting other truck drivers know and even just, you know, people outside the industry know. Hey, this is a thing. We sure appreciate it very much, and you all be safe out there. My only hope, too, is, is that the five-minute attention span of most Americans could be overdone by hoping that they remember this for a little bit longer than a couple of weeks. 
I know we've said the same thing. We're really hoping six like months a and a year from now when this has kind of subsided or hopefully subsided that people continue to remember as they see you all on the road, what it's all about and what you all do. So we're going to do our best on our end to make sure people don't forget. Well, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. My name is Shante Drew. My name is Ron Drew. And this is our brief but spectacular take on living through COVID-19. And here at the News Hour, we love truck drivers, and thank you, Shante and Ron. We're so glad you're better. You're listening to the SCF Highway to Hope podcast on the Podwheels Network. We just heard our interview with Chris and Shante Drew, and it was closed out with the end of their appearance on the PBS News Hour. And you just heard Judy Woodruff give a salute to truck drivers. It's Greg Thompson alongside of Shannon Courier on the SCF Highway to Hope podcast, hearing Judy Woodruff giving those inspiring words. That's really kind of a spirit that's gone across the country since COVID-19 hit, and it's one that's enduring too. It is. It's one of those things where sometimes we don't think about how important industries or certain people are in our lives until there's a possibility they aren't going to be there for us. And I think the trucking industry is one of those industries. We don't really think about what they're doing, what they're hauling, how heavy they are, just how important they are. And I think this unfortunate time has brought a realization to people in general, just how important truck drivers are. You know, we went to the shelves and they were empty. We didn't have toilet paper. We didn't have hand sanitizer. We didn't have the Clorox wipes among so many other things. I think it was just a realization of, oh, these truck drivers, they're the ones that bring all of this stuff to us. It just really has made people sit back and think about how valuable and how important the industry is as a whole. And so it's been great to see the admiration and respect for the professional truck driver. You know, our efforts trying to be as proactive as we could be, making sure we have these donations in. So we have the money here waiting to support people like the Drews. That's what it's all about. We want to be here when they need us. And fortunately for the Drews, we were able to be. Well, speaking about how you can get involved in making a difference with SCF, take a listen to this. You're listening to the Pod Wheels Network presentation of the Highway to Hope, the official podcast of the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund. The St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund is a charity that helps over the road and regional truck drivers and their families when an illness or injury occurring within the last year has caused them to be out of work. SCF is also working to provide programs, including health and wellness initiatives that are designed to benefit professional drivers and the trucking industry. If you are a professional truck driver or a family member of a driver who's in need of assistance following an illness or injury, please visit the organization's website at truckersfund.org. That's truckersfund.org. Over its history, the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund has raised more than $3 million through the generous support of donations by corporate sponsors, groups, and countless individuals who are part of the trucking community at large. As the country continues to deal with the COVID-19 national emergency, the need for assistance for professional drivers and their families has never been greater. SCF is continually working to grow its donor base, and you might be able to help in the effort to pay it forward through SCF. If you are interested in becoming a supporter of the work done by SCF, please visit truckersfund.org and click on the Donate button. Visit truckersfund.org and consider making a donation today. Now let's go back to the Highway to Hope podcast on the Podwheels Network. Here's Shannon Courier, the Director of Philanthropy and Development for the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund, and Greg Thompson, the Executive Producer of the Podwheels Network.
We want to thank all our listeners for joining us right here on the Highway to Hope podcast, discussing the great work of the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund. We're back with Shannon Courier, the Director of Philanthropy and Development for SCF. And Shannon, we want to extend this podcast beyond just the Drew's interview. Because Shannon, a lot of times, like the Drew's interview would be enough for one podcast, right? It would be because it's such a good story to share. And they really did have so much insight because of their personal experience. But the truth of it is we could not be here to support the Drew's had it not been for the sponsors and the donors that we have that support what St. Christopher does. And SCF is adding new sponsors to your roster. We've got a couple here that we're going to highlight and you guys are continuing to add more as the days go on. We talked about it in the previous podcast, you worked very hard to adjust your model to what was happening in the COVID economy and folks are responding to your outreach and good things are happening. As hard as we are reaching out, we are finding people that are reaching out to us as well. They're hearing about us through different avenues and some on their own research, just looking for a way to reach out and support the drivers during this time. We've had some great new partnerships come up. We're going to talk to two of those sponsors on this podcast and talk about how they got involved with us and why. The first person we're going to talk to is Yokohama Tire. I know everybody knows who that is. Alan Holtschneider, who is the Director of Marketing, is going to join us and share about why Yokohama got involved with St. Christopher Fund. Well, let's take a listen to Alan's interview with us on the SCF Highway to Hope podcast. Alan, welcome. Would you tell our listeners a little bit about Yokohama Tire? Sure, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yokohama Tire celebrated our 50th year of doing business here in the U.S. last year. We started selling tires here in 1969. We are the U.S. North American manufacturing and marketing arm of our parent Yokohama Rubber Company based in Japan. And they've been a global manufacturer of tires for over 100 years. And we make everything from high performance tires to pickup truck tires and SUVs, passenger tires and race tires. We also manufacture commercial truck and bus tires as well as the large tires you see in off-road and mining and construction. And of course, our full lineup can be found on our website. Alan, one of the things that our listeners will be very interested in is how you learned about SCF. How did Yokohama Tire become involved with SCF? We take our corporate responsibility pretty seriously on the social front. And from the initial indication of COVID-19 becoming a growing pandemic, we're looking for ways of helping and getting involved. And knowing that many organizations already had infrastructure and means of breaching those in need, we thought it best to find a nonprofit to partner with. And we researched a lot of many noteworthy organizations are helping those on the front line, as well as those who are unsung heroes, making it possible for us to maintain some sort of sanity. And SCF's mission really spoke to us. Shannon, when Alan reached out to you guys, I know that COVID-19, and we've talked about this a little bit, but I know that the impact of that, particularly on nonprofits, where are we going to get the funding? Because a lot of the things that you had planned during the year, they've kind of been pushed to the side. Tell us about getting that outreach from Alan and that whole side of the process. Right, absolutely. So coming into 2020, SCF was a little behind on donations. We have a budget every year and we did not bring enough donations in 2019 to meet our budget. So we were already kind of playing catch up. So we were working hard to get ahead of the game in 2020. 
And then when COVID-19 hit, it really sort of sent us into a tailspin thinking, are we going to be able to weather this storm and be here for the drivers that are going to need us really in their greatest time of need? Because we didn't know if people would be willing and able to donate during this time because things started shutting down. We just didn't know. What we found, though, is companies like Yokohama Tire began looking for ways to give back and places to give back. And so many in the industry and some outside of the trucking industry found us. We have been so grateful that these people are reaching out to us, these companies, and that they're being so very generous with their donations because our first thought was, okay, we know we're going to have an increase in application from this COVID-19. We need to be proactive and have the funds and the support sitting here when that time comes and these applications start coming in. If we wait, we'll never meet the need. We'll be out of business before we can ever raise the money. We started being proactive and just more people started hearing about us and reaching out to us. I was thrilled when Yokohama Tire reached out and when Alan reached out. We don't have a tire company that is supporting us. And so Yokohama Tire is the first one and we are excited to have them work with us and join our mission and support the drivers. Alan, you talked a little bit before about how you go about the process of identifying groups that you want to support corporately. Was there something that as you looked into SCF's mission or their history, did some research on the organization. Was there something through that research that inspired you to take the next step to make the donation? It's kind of tough because I think that people were looking to donate. People were really out there and recognizing the frontline workers and really looking for how they could help. I think being the automotive industry, we support and work with truckers and fleets every day. In fact, we have a tire factory in West Point, Mississippi that only produces commercial truck tires. It really was a nice fit for us to be able to really help people who were kind of in our industry and who were still out there and really making sure people were getting what they needed. And as I mentioned, truck drivers are some unsung heroes helping Americans get through these troubling times. And they are making sure all the food and products we need are ready to store shelves and our doorsteps. And as you've probably seen, when supplies run low, panic sets in and calm disappears. So these drivers are an important part of that equation. And many of these men and women don't have the proper insurance or the means to help them through times of crisis or injury. It really just felt like it was a nice match for us. We loved the mission and it really just seemed like a really good way of helping. You just brought up something that we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast and on other podcasts over the Podwheels Network. And that is the fact that COVID-19, the lack of items on the shelf, how do those things get replaced? The concept that truck drivers are frontline workers, that they are heroes, to be able to support a group like that, as you said, that Yokohama does support them in the truck tires that you produce for the industry, you literally provide the rubber that meets the road. To be able to extend out and do something that is so positive, to be a backstop for these frontline heroes has to mean a lot to your company. It's rare to have everything so aligned. The dependency on the people who use your product to be so great for them to get through their every day. And I think that the sense of calm and sense of panic is really related to whether or not people feel like they can get what they need. The rush on toilet paper was crazy. When people didn't have it, they felt like, I can't get through this. It's a strange psyche, I guess it sets in. And so 
the drivers, whether that they really realize how much they are influencing that sense of calm, I don't know. Personally, I saw so many posts on my own Facebook pages recognizing the truck drivers, the value these guys are playing whenever they're really kind of behind the scenes. So it was nice to see them being recognized in that way. Shannon, you and I have talked about this. We know through watching the news, through reading the reports, and just seeing things in our own communities that COVID-19 is very real. When you're talking about truck drivers who are at customer locations, they're out on the front lines, they're putting themselves on the line to do this. They're gonna need a backstop if they happen to get sick, if they happen to get COVID-19 or they happen to get something else that puts them out of work for a while. And to have this extra support, have folks like Yokohama Tire step up has just got to mean the world to you and your organization. Yes, it does. Our normal applications, we process anywhere between 30 and 40 applications a month, just in a normal month outside of this pandemic. Those applications have not stopped either. The drivers have stepped up during this pandemic to be out there on the front lines, to put themselves at risk, driving coast to coast, in and out of these hot spots, making sure the products are there, making sure the things are on the shelves that the people need. And so we know that there's going to be just normal sickness, normal injuries as well, just from every day work, but we know they're also being exposed specifically to COVID-19. We're very appreciative of the companies and the individuals. We've had a huge number of individuals that have stepped in just on their own when they've heard about us and said, I didn't know you existed. And I've never really thought about truck drivers before, never really thought about what they did or what their life looked like, or never occurred to me exactly how dependent on them we are. There's been a lot of news stories, spotlight on the trucking industry, which is good because we need some positive exposure on this industry and on these men and women behind the wheel. They're not just sitting there driving. There's a whole lot more to being a truck driver. I love seeing the appreciation and the support and the respect for truck drivers. We hope that that does not go away when we're on the other side of this pandemic. We hope that people remember that we're still dependent on them every day. The shelves would still be empty outside of this pandemic if truck drivers were not doing their jobs and not doing their jobs well and not being committed to being on the road. We're very thankful. It means a lot. And we're happy to see the positive exposure and happy to work with companies like Yokohama Tire. Like Alan said, the mission really align so well. There's so many companies out there whose mission really does align with what we do. They'd never heard of us before. We're thrilled when companies do learn about us and, and reach out to us and say, hey, that's something that we would like to be a part of. So Alan, Yokohama Tire has stepped up to help support St. Christopher Fund and truck drivers. You had a couple of ways that you supported us, and one of them was very unique. It was something that had never been done before. I'm going to let you share with our listeners about the Yokohama iRace event. I don't think we like to be seen as a company who just writes a check and walks away. We like to try to find different ways of getting involved with the organization we partner with. Once we decided to work with you guys, we knew that our own contribution wouldn't be enough. And so our hope was to really add the awareness. We had a few opportunities to bring in your organization. And one of them was this iRacing event we did online. So we were able to put SCF as the kind of the naming rights for the race. So for two weekends of the race, we had online the last two Fridays of the series. They were had the St. Christopher's Fund naming in the actual event itself. And so throughout the event, we plugged the organization and made sure people knew that they could go online and give money themselves. And as kind of a thank you for the first people who did contribute, we actually sent those guys a special friends and family rebate code. 
so they can use it on tires down the road this year. Our hope was, you know, a little bit of a thank you on our side, but at the same time, raising awareness of your organization. And we've also reached out to our other partners. We have a sports partner here in LA, and they've been doing PSAs on the radio station to make people aware of SCF. And the long-term effect of awareness can be a lot more beneficial than the short-term check sometimes. So if you did not catch these iRace events, I'm just going to tell you, I watched them and they were a blast because you couldn't have the racing in person because of the COVID-19. They were online and they were so realistic and so fun. And it was so cool seeing the St. Christopher logo on each car and across the windshield of the cars and hearing our PSA in conjunction with the iRace events. That was really exciting for us to see. If people did not get to catch an iRace event, how might they maybe go back and look at a replay or kind of see what it was about? Can they find those anywhere? Yeah, we have highlights of the racing events on our social channels, so our Facebook or Instagram channels. And it was kind of fun because we pulled in some of our Tina Kahama members in there. So we really tried to have a lot of different pieces of our business involved in that event. It was definitely a unique way of exposing you guys to a very enthusiast-based audience, which probably is my guess had not had a lot of exposure to you in the past. It's been fun and we thank you for that. And so to wrap up our time here, Alan, what message would you like to share with the drivers that may be listening, any other listeners that we have? What message would you like to share with everybody today? Yokohama definitely wishes the truckers and their families to stay healthy and safe. The level of appreciation cannot be higher. I think your point earlier about our hope is it doesn't go away once you get on the other side of this challenge, because every day when you're at the store and you're getting something you really wished you had or you need, the truck drivers have made it happen. I think that we owe them a collective level of appreciation, and I think that needs to be sustained. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Alan, we sure appreciate you joining us today. For you all listening, go check out Yokohama Tire on social. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. I'm sure you're on Twitter as well. So go follow Yokohama Tire. We always want to support the companies that are supporting us. Alan, we appreciate your time today. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. That's Alan Holtschneider from Yokohama Tire on the SCF Highway to Hope podcast as we highlight some of the new sponsors that are joining the program. And Shannon, Omnitrax recently joined SCF, that was a big moment for you guys as well. They did. We're excited to have Omnitrax join us. We were able to talk to Greg Nelson, their chief commercial officer, about how they found St. Christopher Fund and why they wanted to be a part of our mission and a part of our team. So we're excited to let him share with you all why they decided to get involved as well. We'd like to welcome Greg Nelson, the Chief Commercial Officer from Omnitrax, to our podcast today. Greg, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Shannon, for the invitation. Absolutely. We're excited to share some information about some of our corporate sponsors in this podcast. Greg, tell our listeners a little bit about Omnitrax and the company background. Thanks, Shannon. Omnitrax is the leading provider of SaaS-based fleet management and data analytics solutions. We have a 30-year heritage in the industry of driving innovative data-driven solutions to the transportation industry. We have 13,000-plus clients. We produce 140 million daily data transactions through our platform, and we have 1.1 million assets that are really being managed and orchestrated by all the drivers out there. Sounds like you've had a long-standing, large footprint in this industry. 
Greg, I wanted to ask you about how Omnitrax found SCF as a charity. You know, really when middle of March hit, I don't think any of us would have expected or could have seen what the impact would be here within the United States. Our two charities that we primarily support are Reese Across America to support our veterans in the trucking industry and truckers against trafficking. As a leadership team, Ray Greer and the executive leadership team, we took a step back and said, how should we think differently about how we can support truckers in this type of pandemic situation? And talking to our clients and talking with our heritage that we have in the industry, kind of everything kind of circled back to the St. Christopher Fund in support of the trucking industry. And what really caught our eye was just how it's specifically targeted kind of at drivers and families that are impacted kind of by illnesses or injuries. And, and in this case is COVID. We quickly truly did homework and within two weeks made a donation and started that partnership from that side. We think it balances off the kind of the three areas that we're now supporting. And for us, if you look at the industry, if you look at the drivers in this COVID world, there was a statistic that recently came out. Seven in 10 truck drivers report they're working in dangerous conditions during this pandemic. We feel like it's our part that we should be given back. I think we've all seen the hashtag, thank a trucker, but like, how do we support charities like yourself that are really out there to help people in need that are really the vital kind of backbone of how we're supporting and keeping America moving during these uncertain times? Well, I know that you guys don't do anything like this lightly. You saw a need out there that was immediate. As you researched SCF, what impressed you about the organization? There was two things. One is reputation. We had multiple people kind of circle us toward there. But I think to me personally, it was more that it truly to the drivers and the families that are impacted by illness. That driver and family impact, that's really what we've seen across the U.S. And it's really where we thought we need to balance, you know, how we get back to the space and how can we support these drivers? How do we thank them and, and be for them in a time of need if necessary? Well, Shannon, as you got the word from Greg and the Omnitrax team, what was your first reaction? We were very excited to have Omnitrax reach out to us. We have been around for 12 years and we have always helped drivers when they are out of work and off the road because of an injury or an illness. Our mission really hasn't changed that much because COVID has come into play. But one thing that we did do was we kind of took pause when this happened because we were thinking, oh my goodness, we're going to have an influx of applications and we know we run so tight on a budget every single day. How are we ever going to meet the need of these increased applications? We started reaching out to companies that we have worked with to see if they could donate again, started reaching out to new companies. But what has been so awesome is we have companies like Omnitrax who are doing the same thing. They're thinking the same thing we are. We know there's going to be a need specifically for these drivers that are keeping this country running during this pandemic. What can we do to help? So as we're reaching out, they're researching and we're finding each other. We're able to have these great relationships with new companies, increased relationships with current companies that support us. It's just been a blessing all the way around because we feel like we are in a position where we're going to be able to meet the need that we're facing. It hasn't really hit us yet, to be honest with you. I think it's taking a little longer to hit the driving community just because drivers have been so isolated. What they do is kind of an isolating job anyway, but we saw restaurants and fuel stops having to be closed and driver lounges having to be closed. So they weren't interacting with each other as much all of a sudden. The exposure 
exposure was a little bit less in the beginning, but now as things start to open up, drivers are still in and out of these hot spots every day. We're really expecting that we're still going to see an influx of coronavirus positives and illness in the industry. We feel like we're somewhat prepared for that thanks to companies like Omnitrax and many others that have partnered with us during this time. And Greg, before we got rolling, we were talking a little bit about what Shannon was speaking to just there, that we are starting to see some cases that are getting some national prominence of truckers who have been exposed, have gone through this. You guys at Omnitrax have got to feel through this donation that you are helping to make a difference for those men and women out there who are on the front lines. The trucker is at the heart of everything that we do the driver. All of our software eventually runs to that individual. We take great pride in pioneering the industry, and we also feel like it's part of our role in saying thank you and also being there for them as we kind of navigate this. And if you look at this kind of twofold was the challenge we had. One was looking for a charity partner such as St. Christopher, the Trucker Fund. And then the second challenge was how do we leverage technology? Outside of the donations that we've made to support the relief fund of St. Christopher, we have also really challenged our engineers to really come up with the technology solution. We just had a recent announcement that came out is that we're also adding for all of our clients and for our drivers out there, we're leveraging technology to help them stay abreast of rapidly changing local pandemic conditions and state restrictions. In essence, we'll be able to let the driver know when they're entering certain counties, certain cities that have high risk or low risk, but most importantly, we'll be able to enable the truck to take a safer, more effective route that gets them from point A to B the safest way. So that technology has been rolled out across our enterprise services fleet. With that, if you combine the social aspect of being there for the driver, if they are impacted, but also using technology to hope they don't get impacted, we're trying to do our best to really play our part to help an industry that really is the lifeblood of, of keeping everything moving. And we were talking about it before we jumped on this call. The two areas that I've seen a greater appreciation across the U.S. is the trucker and the nurses, where you've seen people understand the sacrifice they're making. And I think we've all in this industry seen the thing of trucker, and it's really been neat to see how viral that hashtag has worked across all people across all the industries. As a leader in the industry, it's our job to use both social and technology to get back. We're going to continue to keep pressing forward as we get through this as a nation. Now, Shannon, I know SCF works with a lot of great organizations throughout trucking. What does it mean to you to now have a relationship with Omnitrax, to see this come together and to see it in response to something that has a need right now? I think it's just exciting for us to work with a company that not only wants to give back with a financial donation, but as Greg was just saying, using what they do, their technology, they're using their technology and purposely looking for ways to keep drivers safe during a very uncertain and what can be scary time. Drivers have not had as much access to hygiene products, PPE, masks, that kind of thing. So there has been quite a bit of concern among the drivers of how do we keep ourselves safe? When do we go home? How long do we stay out? What if I take this home to my family? To have a company like Omnitrack say, what can we purposefully do to help drivers be even safer? This is another tool that drivers can use, plan their day, plan their route, know what to expect going in and out of certain areas. I just think it gives a tangible peace of mind, but it also takes some stress off. You know what you're facing going in. You may have a different route that you can take that you hadn't thought about. Somebody's going before them and saying, here, we're going to help you make these deliveries easier and less stressful. 
I just think that means a lot. And that's the kind of people that we want to work with because we're all about supporting the drivers and we want to do what we can to make their life easier and to make their life less stressful, taking stress off of them during stressful times. And that's really what Omnitrax is doing on both ends with their donation as well as with technology. If you think about it, Greg, what Shannon's saying there is that eventually both organizations, us kind of working together, our job is to get our drivers there the safest, most effective route that they can. There's a health aspect and part of it's technology. And I think what you're seeing here is just us combining together. We're trying to attack both sides. And if we do that, our ultimate goal is to get them safe and get back to their families and home as we kind of deal with this through this pandemic. Well, as you guys both know, being in this industry for as long as you have, you know that the run is not done until the drivers get home. So that is the ultimate goal. And the fact that you're adding layers to your system to keep people safe, you're donating to St. Christopher, and you've got Shannon and the St. Christopher organization on the other end being that backstop if something happens to help people keep moving through life. So to me, it seems like a great teaming, a great combination of two outstanding organizations. Greg, I would agree. And we're excited about the partnership and continuing to collaborate together with that common mission that we've been talking about today. Our audience on the SCF Highway to Hope podcast is primarily drivers. So I want to give you an opportunity to express your thoughts and appreciation for what the professional drivers are doing at this time for our country. Thanks, Greg. To all the drivers on this podcast listening, we just want to say thank you. You are doing a tremendous amount of work for this nation. As a partner to each of you here that are out there on this call, we're doing everything we can in our end to leverage both technology and donations to continue to make sure that you do get home safely and that we continue to get you from point A to point B in the safest, most reliable fashion. But most importantly, it's just a genuine thank you. Your work has been tremendous. We're going to continue to be here for you and continue to work to innovate across all platforms that we can to raise that awareness of what you're doing. And we started as an organization with our tweets, that hashtag think a trucker. And we just wanted to say just thank you. We're going to do everything in our power to continue to keep you safe and moving. Well, Greg, we just want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you for sharing about everything Omnitrax is doing. We thank you for the support financially and supporting truck drivers during all of this. And we look forward to continuing to collaborate and build on our relationship. Thank you, Shannon. We appreciate the partnership and look forward to working with you over the coming years. That's Greg Nelson from Omnitrax with us on the SCF Highway to Hope podcast. Shannon, we've covered a lot of ground during this edition of the podcast, but we're not quite done yet. Not quite. We cover a lot of ground on every podcast, and we're happy to say that we do that. We want to make our time here as productive and informative as possible. The last thing that we have to share with you all is that our High Five campaign that you all saw us promote on social media is complete. And you all probably all know that Greg with the Podwheels Network came alongside us in this challenge. And for everyone that signed up to be a monthly recurring sponsor during the High Five campaign, you got entered into a drawing to win $500 from Greg and the Podwheels Network. Well, Shannon, the entire team at Podwheels was proud to be a part of this promotion. And tell us about the drawing. We had 19 people 
sign up to be recurring monthly donors that got put into this pot. We were not in the same location. Greg had no idea who the donors were. I just wrote them all on a piece of paper and he gave me a number and I drew out until I got to number eight. Number eight was our winner, Carmen Anderson. Greg, tell our listeners why you wanted to be involved in this particular campaign with St. Christopher Fund. Well, first of all, Shannon, as you know, Podwheels Network and I deeply believe in the mission of St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund. You guys do tremendous work out there and we want to support you in any way that we can. My thought was, let's have a little bit of a bonus out there. Let's have something out there that if, hey, if I donate $5 a month, I have a chance to win $500. So we wanted to just try to help encourage the High Five campaign. Another little thing to make it fun. Again, just kind of our way of giving back, giving back to the industry. What was real cool about it is that Carmen decided that she could have netted like $440 or whatever from the donation that she made on High Five. She chose to give it back to St. Christopher and that was pretty amazing. She did. And I'll be honest with you, knowing Carmen, like I do, it did not surprise me at all when we announced her as the winner. And very shortly after the announcement, I got a message that said, hey, I need you to call me. So it didn't surprise me at all. Carmen's a very generous person. And Shannon, as the last thing before we go, we have Carmen standing by to talk with us. Carmen, welcome to the Highway to Hope. And Shannon, I know you have a couple of questions for our winner, of the high five drawing. I have known Carmen for several years. She has been a longtime sponsor of St. Christopher Fund with donations, monetary, as well as items to auction off to help us raise money. When she saw this campaign, she was wanting to step up and help, and she did sign up to be a monthly donor. And Carmen, tell us why you decided to do that. One thing is you guys do such great work. I mean, I personally know somebody that you guys have helped out it helped to reach your goal. That money going back on that for the 25, I actually probably put you over if you divide that by 60 each month there. You guys are just an awesome group of people and you're always helping truckers in need. It's just really something that I wanted to do. I've been blessed with being able to work throughout this pandemic, so I didn't need it. So I thought, why not go to a worthy cause? We sure do appreciate it. This is how our support comes in. We have seen a lot of larger donations come in recently, but typically that's not how it works for us. So we have smaller donations come in. $500 is significant to us. And so we greatly appreciate your generosity. And I'm thrilled to hear that you've been able to work through this pandemic. Fantastic news. Thank you for giving back to your fellow drivers, for giving back to St. Christopher Fund. We couldn't do what we do without the support of people like you. Well, thank you. It's great to be involved with an organization like you. Once again, Carmen, congratulations. And thanks for joining us and closing out our third of three podcasts in June on the SCF Highway to Hope. And Shannon, as we look ahead to July's podcast schedule, we'll be focusing on health and wellness, which I know is a huge focus of SCF. Absolutely. That is the second part of what we do alongside of offering financial assistance to our drivers that are sick or out of work because of an injury or illness. We also have a health and wellness side. We want to encourage a healthier driver population. Our next podcast, we are going to focus on a health challenge that SCF is promoting for the month of August. So we're going to be talking with Julie Dillon 
and one of our sponsors of this challenge, as well as a partner of this challenge. We're going to let Julie and the team share all about that in our next podcast. So it's going to be a great addition coming up on the SCF Highway to Hope podcast. And Shannon, before we go, please share all of the platforms where folks can find out about SCF, your website, your social media feeds, all of that. Absolutely. So our website is truckersfund.org. That's going to have all of our information on it, our background, our history, who our sponsors are, who our team members are, driver testimonies, as well as the application. You can find us truckersfund.org. You can also find us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, and of course, on the Podwheels Network, we have the, our podcast listed on the Podwheels Network site, as well as St. Christopher's site, and then whatever your platform of choice is to listen to podcasts. Exactly. You can find us on all the popular podcast platforms. Any last words as we close out this edition of the podcast? Well, we just want to thank everybody for their support. Thank everybody for participating in our high five challenges. Thank you for all of the sponsors that have come alongside us. Thank you for the drivers that reach out and support your fellow drivers with your donations. We can't do what we do without you all. You know, we're really just facilitating the donations that you all are so generous to give us to make sure that we can support the drivers that need us the most. And we want to be here for every one of those drivers. And so uh, we thank you for your support. And we look forward to sharing with you all next time as we talk about health and wellness and encouraging a healthier driver population. Once again, thank you for listening to Highway to Hope on the Podwheels Network. The Highway to Hope is the official podcast of the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund. If you would like to learn more about SCF or would like to make a donation to SCF, please visit the organization's website at truckersfund.org. That's truckersfund.org. We'll have more new episodes of The Highway to Hope coming your way in the near future. The Podwheels Network is proud to produce The Highway to Hope podcast in collaboration with the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund. We'd like to hear from you, our listeners. Please send your questions, your comments, and your ideas for what you'd like to hear on the podcast to the following email address, info at podwheelsnetwork.com. That's info at podwheelsnetwork.com. The Podwheels Network would like to thank you for connecting with us today. You can stay up to date on the latest from the Podwheels Network by downloading the Podwheels app. It's available in the Apple Store and on Google Play. Just search Podwheels in either store and download the app. As we close out this edition of the Highway to Hope podcast, the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund and the Podwheels Network send our best for your continued safe travels out on the nation's highways. And as the country faces the COVID-19 national emergency, we would remind you that in addition to staying safe, you take the necessary steps to also stay healthy as you do the critical work of keeping the American supply chain moving. 